Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by The Lab, Smart Pizza Marketing Lab. If you want to stay up to date with the latest in technology, social media, marketing, hiring, training, and also get access to some of our exclusive content that we only put in the lab, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash lab. It's our community that we're building. You can sign up for free and join the lab where we put all of the curated content that we find across the internet right there. And also our email, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. We are building the best email to go out to you. If you're in the pizza restaurant industry, we're gonna curate content. It's gonna be 100% information. It's going to be the email that I wanted to receive when I was receiving email. No fluff, no promotions, none of that right now. All we're doing is 100% pure information that you need to know, and you don't even have to leave your email. Go sign up, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email. And let's get into today's podcast where I go over each individual social network and share a little bit of insights as to how you as a local business should be using them. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Smart Pizza Marketing Show. It's about how to local businesses use each social media channel. A question I get quite often is, what social media channel should I use in my business? And I think it's different depending on where you're located. I think that each network has their specific audience, age range, and um, geographically located audience. So depending on where you are, certain platforms are going to perform better for your business than other platforms. If you are in a college town, TikTok and Instagram are probably going to be your preferred platform versus Twitter and Facebook. Just because the platforms for younger people tend to skew towards TikTok and Instagram, and us older folks tend to skew more towards Facebook and Twitter, even though Instagram is kind of in that middle ground, you know, they're getting to their audience is skewing a little bit older, it still does skew heavy younger demographic. So I'm going to go through each one of these and I'm going to share a few tips that you can use or an idea or a strategy behind how you should use that platform. Let's start with Twitter. Twitter is a platform that I don't suggest a lot of local businesses use for content um, creation. I don't think a lot of local businesses should spend a ton of time putting out content on Twitter. That being said, I do think Twitter is a great platform for local businesses or anybody to network with individuals and to curate content. Twitter has this thing called lists. And if you follow hundreds or thousands of people like most people do on Twitter, you realize quickly that the feed becomes a hot mess pretty fast. What you can do with lists inside of Twitter is you can curate people based on who that person is and what kind of content they share. So for me, example, I have uh, restaurant peeps, my friends who produce content about the restaurant industry. I have a list that says that. I have Social Media Marketing 2020, the speakers and friends I made at Social Media Marketing World 2020. I have a specific list for that. I have a specific list for news. So I go and I search out people who are speaking about those particular topics and I put them inside of that list. And then I can go to my lists. I very, very rarely go to the feed to, re to consume content. I go right to my lists. What kind of content am I looking for information on? I go to that list and then I start consuming that content from specific people that I've chosen that I want to be in that list. And that's how I think you should, as a local business, use Twitter. 
Yes, you can put out content, but if you are a one location business, I don't think Twitter is going to be a fantastic way for you to get new customers. Um, because I just don't think that for a single location, there's going to be that many people in your area using Twitter for research or to find new places. They're probably going to go to Facebook and they're probably going to go to Instagram for those two things. But it's a great way to network with people as well. I've met and invited so many people, not necessarily restaurants, but so many marketing folks that we've had on the podcast, either the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast that you're listening to right now or the local business podcast. I've met and networked and communicated and invited so many people that we've had on the podcast from Twitter because they're active on Twitter doing the same thing I am and it's a great easy format for you to reach out to somebody and get a response. You'd be you'd be surprised who you can reach out to and get a hold of if you go on Twitter versus on Facebook or even Instagram because the DMs get so cluttered in the way they have them set up now. It's not very uh, great for communication on a one-on-one level. So that's Twitter. The next one is Instagram. Instagram, probably the number one platform if you're a local business, especially the one we're talking about now, which is food, you should be using. The one mistake I see people make is they get so ingrained in what they produce on Instagram that it, it takes up the whole feed. And I think you should mix it up a little bit. There's two categories. There's people who produce all food, which is fine. But then there's people who produce everything else, community, folks that they work with in the restaurant, things that they've done, um, but they don't show any of the food. And I think you need to do a good mix. We did a podcast episode, I think it was last week with Rev, and he shared his content matrix. And it was a list of ideas for the types of different content that you should produce on Instagram. It's a great way to showcase your business through stories through short videos and through photos, go back and listen to that episode or go listen to the episode with Rev. And about halfway through that, we talked about the content matrix. It's a list of ideas and categories for content that you should be producing. And then ideas, subcategories in each one of those higher categories of the content that is based on that category. I just said category like 17 times in one sentence. But I think that you should go and listen to that episode because for Instagram, you'll get a ton of ideas of the types of content that work on Instagram. Now, we are working on a blog post, so go over to smartpizzamarketing.com. We are working on a blog post curating the best places who I feel are doing the best job in each one of these things. So on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, for email marketing, we're listing out maybe four to eight people or places who are doing a fabulous job at each one of these for you to be able to go use as a reference and kind of see what they're doing. And you can use that for ideas for your business. Now, don't copy them because that's weird. Don't copy exactly what they're doing, but you can definitely take the inspiration from what they're doing and go use it in your business. That's Instagram. The next big one is Facebook. Now, Facebook is great for advertising. Facebook has the best advertising still that you can use as a local business. Affordability-wise, knowing the customer base, Facebook is really good at. They have a ton of information. Even with all of the information that got leaked, uh, with the recent scandals and privacy concerns that they have, they still know a ton of people. And they still have the best platform for what you want to do, which is reach people who are either in your area who live in your area, or who have recently visited your area. Facebook is still the best place to do that. Now, Instagram is getting better with their advertising because Facebook owns Instagram, but I still find that 
the best form of advertising online is Facebook ads, whether that be through video or through uh, the feed. And then second, I think, is Instagram. I still think that people see ads on Instagram differently than they see Facebook, especially if you're good at it. If you can really make your ads on Facebook look like regular posts and just try to engage and then retarget people who have engaged, that's the best way to use Facebook advertising today. For content, a lot of people say organic reach is dead on Facebook, and I find that really hard to believe. I don't find that organic reach is dead on Facebook. I think that um, if you're not great at engaging your audience and coming up with content that is engaging and building that trust in brand over time, then yes, it is dead. If you're just starting out with Facebook and you're trying to build organic reach and you have you know 500 or 1,000 followers on your page and you're just getting started, it's gonna take you a little bit to really get organic reach to get people to say, hey, this business is showing up consistently. The content that they're producing is informative. It's funny. It's entertaining. I want to engage with it. It's going to take a little bit of time for that to happen. So you have to be consistent with it over time. You know, it's going to take you six to 12 months. And I know that's hard to hear for some people that it's going to take that long. But if you really want to build organic reach and build an engaged audience, and by engage, I mean like people who always, your posts are constantly showing up in their feed because they're stopping to look at them or they're stopping to watch the video or they've hit the like button or the share button or they've left a comment. That's going to take a while for you to see any significant growth in that. So make sure that you stick with it. It's consistency over time that's important. Before we get going on the next one, I want to say thank you to the show sponsor, MailShark. If you're looking for direct mail campaigns, head over to themailshark.com forward slash SPM. MailShark's been helping the pizza industry for a long time, and everybody in the pizza industry knows who they are. TheMailShark.com forward slash SPM. The cool part about the MailShark is they can help you with your campaign, no money down, and they can help you with payments over time so you're not paying a huge fee right up front. Again, TheMailShark.com forward slash SPM, and thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. All right, back to the podcast here. The next one we're going to talk about is TikTok. Now, there's been a lot of talk about TikTok being banned lately and people kind of saying, you know what, it's a great thing I didn't get started on TikTok because now it's going to be banned and all of that content that I've produced is going to be gone and it's a great, great reason for me not to ever get on TikTok. And I've said TikTok may not be for everybody and I still say that even though recently they came out with that they have 2 billion active users. It's the number one downloaded app right now, 2 billion active users. It's really rapidly growth. I think they said that TikTok got to 2 billion users five times faster than Facebook did. So for the younger generation, and they're also having campaigns on there about the banning of TikTok. The younger generation is passionate about this. Anybody under the age of 18, and that's skewing older right now, is really passionate and loves TikTok. But it isn't for everybody. I don't. I still haven't figured out myself what kind of content I'm comfortable producing on TikTok. Now I see what works, and I see what people like to consume. I'm just not sure that I'm comfortable or I want to produce that kind of content on TikTok. I'm still kind of waiting to see where it goes for businesses. But if you are a creative person and you are a funny person, and there's a, quite a few of you that are. Uh, I know one, uh, Russo's House of Pizza, he's been on the podcast. He does a great job of being funny and humorous on Instagram. His That would translate perfectly for TikTok because that's the audience and that's what they want to see. So we also did a podcast with Andrew Carlson about TikTok ideas and how you can get started. But it's definitely a way to 
reach a different audience that Facebook and Twitter and maybe even Instagram doesn't reach right now, but you have to be funny. Show your creative side. Show the fun side of your business. If you wanna follow somebody that does a pretty good job as an older person, go follow Sardo's Pizza on uh, TikTok. Sardo's Pizza on TikTok. Older guy, and he's got quite a few followers on TikTok, and he doesn't really, he, he, he doesn't really do the dances, he doesn't use the music, but he does a, a good job of being funny, and you can kind of tell it's being funny, even though it comes across as maybe being a little bit rude, um, but I'm telling you, go follow Sardo's Pizza on TikTok, go check out what they're doing, because it's pretty dang funny. All right, the next one we're going to talk about is LinkedIn. LinkedIn is surprisingly a social network that a lot of local businesses can utilize. Now, again, we did an episode with uh, John Nemo about LinkedIn, and he shared a fantastic strategy about how you can use LinkedIn for business without having to produce content or posting content on LinkedIn. It was basically using LinkedIn as a network, as a research play, uh channel for you to go find people who are working in or have specific job titles of businesses that may be in your area that you would want to do jobs for or cater to or deliver to go interact with their content and then after you've interacted with a few pieces of their content send them a message asking them to or asking them a question or asking them or commenting on something that they've posted and kind of build the the first engagement in that way. And then you can open the door to kind of inviting them into your business or asking them if they need your help. Go listen to that episode, Local Business Podcast. <clears throat> it was great with John Nemo. It was a great, fantastic podcast because I think people always think of LinkedIn as, all right, I don't know what type of content I should be producing because it's more of a, a business environment versus a social channel and I don't know what I should be posting but if you've ever wanted to be a thought leader in your area if you ever want to be a place where people think of you as the business person that they should follow in your area then by all means produce content on LinkedIn and then put that content out because you will grow an audience there is quite an active audience on LinkedIn that I think most people kind of forget about the next thing is stories these are great Two stories, Facebook and Instagram. Now, don't discount Facebook stories as a way to show the behind the scenes of your business. A lot of people are using Instagram stories, but what I'm seeing is a lot of people are not using Facebook stories, but they're watching Facebook stories because of the way that they pop up in your feed when you go to your phone. So there's not a lot of competition for eyeballs in Facebook stories, but there is for Instagram. But there's still a lot of eyeballs consuming stories on Facebook. You can see the numbers down the bottom. Now, you can set it up where your Instagram stories get automatically placed on your Facebook stories. And we do that quite a bit. But if you want to create different stories for Facebook and different stories for Instagram, you can definitely do that. This is where you show us behind the scenes. This is where you maybe let your staff take over your Instagram stories. Now, maybe you don't let them take over your Facebook or Instagram feed because you want to make sure that that information is going to stay there forever unless you delete it and you want to make sure that it's curated properly to make sure you're, it's brand-centric for you. But your stories go away in 24 hours. Why not let your team or your staff help you come up with ideas and show behind the scenes of what it's like to be in your restaurant? They last 24 hours, it goes away, and then a new set comes in. It's a great thing to say, hey, this is what it's like to be the owner. 
This is what it's like to be the pizza maker during the day. This is what it's like to be the delivery driver. This is how we receive our orders. There's so many things that you can do creative wise, whether that be with stickers or asking questions or running polls or adding gifts. There's so many interesting, funny, fun things to do with stories that you can do in your business to keep your people entertained and with you the whole time. So don't discount that. A lot of times I go to people's Instagram accounts and I see a lot of posts in their feed and then that circle is never never anything in that circle. It's always just there. And I think people just overthink it too much and they're like, I don't know what to post. I don't have anything interesting to say. Just start posting. That's how you get better at it. And then finally, email. Now, I don't know if email is technically considered a social program or a platform, uh, but I love email marketing. And I've grown to love email marketing more over the last, I'd say the last six months, I've been really diving deep into email and really realizing that email is very, very important. And the reason that I've decided that is because we used heavy email marketing back in the day when we started really online marketing. Before Facebook and Instagram were really popular, Facebook was around, but it wasn't what it is today for advertising. We were heavy into email marketing, uh, weekly email, uh, email follow-ups, lazy customers, uh, people who haven't ordered in a long time. And I think we should get back to that. I think of email as a way to send information to people in a curated way. And we've revamped our whole email. If you haven't signed up for our email yet, you should. Smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash email is how you sign up for that. No bullshit, no crap, no, uh, no other company's content coming through our email specifically. It's just curated information that we share that we think, by we I mean me because I check it every week, think that you should be in the know of. Content, with a, that's tech, uh, recipes, news, social media, marketing, anything that I feel like if I was an owner today, what information would I want to know? That's what we put in our email. Now, if I was a local business owner, I would do the same exact thing, but my customer would be the person who lives in my area versus somebody who owns a pizzeria. So I would put myself in the shoes of the person who would be my potential customer. What would make my customer want to open my email every single week whether they wanted pizza or not. And that would be information. Information that was valuable to them if they lived in that area, right? What's happening in the schools? What's happening with the, I don't know if you wanna get into politics, but you can definitely share some polit politics if you want, if that's your thing. What events are happening? Um, what kind of cool stuff is happening in my town? What other businesses are doing specials or having offers, even though they may or may not be a competitor of yours? That's what I would do. My weekly email to go out to my customers that I send every week regardless would be that, curated information based on what's happening in my area. Now, the second part of that would be I would make sure whatever point of sale system I had, they would the the they would have to have some sort of way for me to follow up with customers who order online. I would not choose a point of sale system today depending on where how much my budget was, but highly unlikely that I would choose a point of sale system today that didn't integrate some sort of follow-up process with email because it's so valuable. Uh, you need to be able to follow up. People who ordered uh, today, should get an email from you tomorrow thanking them, asking how everything was. People who haven't ordered from you in a certain period of time should get an email from you. People who haven't, uh, who have, have a complaint, you should follow up with them after they've used that credit in the point of sale system just to make sure that 
the, the process was smooth and that they got the credit that they want and now the order that they ordered with the credit was fine. You should have uh, a survey going out asking how your, how your customer service was, how the experience was. The only real way for you to know how your business is running is if you ask questions of the people who are paying you money. That's the only real way. Your, your employees are great. And I, and I think you need to find a great team, but they're not really going to tell you what the customers are thinking. They're going to tell you what they're thinking and they're biased because they're behind the counter. You need to ask your customers what they're thinking and you need to do it in a way where they feel comfortable sharing information and surveys and follow-ups are great for that. So that's what I would do with email um, because that's the thing about email is that's what people take with them forever. I really truly have been really diving deep into email and we're going to get heavy into email marketing because I feel like these platforms come and go and the popularity of these platforms come and go and the privacy concerns with these platforms come and go and you never really want to be holding to one platform now I see a lot of uh, influencers let me put the quotation marks up there and I'm just going to get rid of this using Instagram a lot which is fine now, Instagram is going to see a point in time where its popularity dwindles. It happens to every platform. Now, Facebook is a different example because I think Mark Zuckerberg is great. But I think Instagram, even though it's owned by Facebook, is a different platform. And I see, I think every platform sees its popularity dwindle. And it becomes a point where the, the younger generation thinks it's not cool anymore. And they stop using it. And then it skews older. Or something happens. And I never want to rely on one platform socially that is going to run my whole marketing business. So you always wanna have a couple. The one thing about that is email is always there. People generally don't change their email addresses a whole lot. You may get a new job and you may get a new e email address that you use for your job, but you always kinda of have that personal one that you carry with you. It's almost like your phone number nowadays. Now that you can transfer your phone number from carrier to carrier, you, don't gener you generally don't change your phone number a whole lot. The same thing with email. And you can communicate with them regardless of platform. MailChimp goes away. I simply download all my emails. I bring my database over to ConvertKit or to another email provider, and I can communicate easily with my audience. If Facebook goes away and I've built a huge platform there and it goes away, I have no way to communicate with those people. So you always want to be building your email, and you always want to use email as a way to communicate and follow up with your customers. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're watching this live, don't go anywhere, but we are ending the show there. Head over to smartpizzamarketing.com for more info, and we'll see you next week.